DNVR Bets Daily, Tuesday edition of the show. RK, Professor Dre, a.k.a. the Math Magician. Uh, slowly but surely working our way back to, to I don't know, relevance. <laughs> hey, hey. Did we go irrelevant <laughs> for a little while there? I think we're, we're staying afloat here. We're... We're doing good. I'm actually feeling really great about one of my picks and uh, can't wait to talk about it. Oh, look at that. Look at yeah. you teasing. Also, yeah. we did not coordinate this. We both wore baseball shirts, uh, DNVR baseball shirts, uh, <laughs> as we prepare here for baseball to come back. And it looks like one month from tomorrow, we will have baseball back in the fold. Uh, so, that's really exciting. Both got Rockies, uh, Rockies themed DNVR shirts on here, and so that's great to hear. I have to say, Andre, a sixty-game baseball season sounds incredible to me. Oh, we lost Dre. Okay, I thought I was the one who was lost. Uh, anyways, sixty-game baseball season sounds awesome to me because, first of all, it feels like the Rockies always play their best baseball in the first sixty games. Anyway, second of all, I love the idea of a baseball season where all the games count. You know, you're talking like if game early in the season, all of a sudden, you know, you think uh, you think it doesn't matter in a normal season. Now, all of a sudden. Uh, we've got, you know, baseball coming in here with the shortest season other than football. We know how much football counts. Obviously, it's not going to be quite like that. But you remember the uh, the shortened NBA season and and the heightened intensity of that. And, you know, we talk uh, about, you know, the, the extra intensity on defense with every game counting a little bit more. Well, we know baseball when you're in it is so exciting. Uh, you know, we talked about uh, most favorite Denver sports memories on the most recent uh, Denver sports, the Denver sports podcast. Allie asked all, you know, everyone, Hey, what's your favorite Denver sports moment? A lot of people mentioned Rocktober because high stakes baseball is so, so, so exciting. So, you know, the Rockies only have to stay in this thing for 30 games for it to be exciting for the final 30 games, which you know, in a normal season, I would just have my fingers crossed saying, please let the Rockies be in it with 30 games left in the season. That's all I want is meaningful baseball. Well, I feel like the Rockies can flirt with 500, go over 500 in the mm-hmm. first 30 games of the season. And then the home stretch comes around and every uh, every pitch is exciting, Trey. I'm with you. I've placed money on them as a division winner already. I think it's one of the futures bets I like the best. Uh, that line has since been taken down. So I'm very happy I got in on that early. And yeah, I think, uh, you know, a fluky format like this could really favor the Rockies. You never know. And again, you know, think of it this way. If the Rockies were tied for first place 100 games into the season or 102 games into the season, we'd be feeling awesome. That'd be exciting. (laughs) Well, we know with 60 games left in the season, the Rockies will be in it. So uh, that's that's fun for me yeah, and apparently they're gonna play it over the course of 66 days did i see that somewhere uh yeah that's right 66 days 60 games yep that's gonna go by really fast <laughs> dude well and think of how key like one starter injury is gonna be right like oh man one finger thing well, okay. where you're missing three weeks you're that's like that's almost all your starts half the season yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about this and we'll have Drew or Patrick on later to talk mm-hmm. about this. Would you go four-man rotation? 
you could but the i mean 60 games in 66 days the the lack of rest is going to be pretty brutal too right but so if you go every four or would it be yeah every fourth game go every fourth game then you would end up making how many starts professor dre the math magician right every fourth game yeah i mean what's that five starts right so or six starts so you can go i feel like you can that's, yeah maybe but then i guess the playoffs come around and then you'd be doing it all over again on right. an even increased timeline but still i think if you're a team who does not feel good about your starter depth you have to at least consider it you could well the, the other thing is i think poor bullpens might be more at an advantage cuz this is really the year where even if it, say you you still go to the five man rotation but then you're riding those. There's no hundred pitch limit. It's like you can pitch two hundred tonight. I couldn't care less. There you go. Fifteen times four is sixty. That makes sense. Uh, so we were a little off, but still, fifteen starts. Well, fifteen starts. That's half what you'd make in a, in a less than yeah. half of what you make in yeah. a regular season. Yeah. So I kind of like the idea of doing that, especially if you're the Rockies. I mean, who the hell is the Rockies' fifth starter? Ubaldo. Hopefully that's what I've not. been calling for all this time. I think Peter Lambert. <laughs> yeah well either way if you if you're not feeling good about your i don't know we'll have to talk to the baseball guys about that and we'll have plenty more baseball to talk mm, about hopefully mm. some baseball lines coming down the pike very soon here which would be yeah. really exciting for us to talk about some sports in our backyard which feels like we haven't been able to do Crazy. in a long time but we do have uh english soccer which is the highest uh form of soccer and today i went i went one and one you know, I think I'm actually just a solid even on betting on the Premier League so far, which is basically how things started with the KBO. Then you surge, then you come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had uh, Tottenham. They yep. beat West Ham today. Two of my wins have come over West Ham. Maybe just fade West Ham. It's not uh, a bad idea. Didn't someone mention that yesterday? I think that's a great, great plan. Just fade West Ham all the time and, you, you know, profit off of it. And then what, the other game was Leicester and... Uh, yeah, Brighton. Brighton and zero zero tie. Wow, truly. I mean, I'll take sports on a on a Tuesday morning anytime, but that truly felt like a waste of a couple hours there watching that one. Brighton's been tough, man. The nice thing about betting on the EPL and not the KBO is I get to watch these. And uh, Brighton was kind of my EPL version of the SK Wyverns. And uh, yeah, so far I'm 0-2 betting against Brighton. And frankly, they should have won that game outright. They had a penalty kick in the first 25 minutes. They, poor execution there. Schmeichel was able to stop it. But Leicester didn't really, you know, in a in a nil-nil draw, I really thought Brighton was the better team. And uh, they've been kind of a, a fun uh, lower tier team that's uh that's played well so far and Leicester on the other hand we've had two losses betting on them they haven't quite been able to find that scoring form and that's the thing you know teams uh they might have been playing well three months ago when the season uh was put on pause but now we're we're figuring out we're having to reassess everyone's form and uh and status right now yeah Betting soccer is really interesting. Uh, I'm just I'm learning about it more and more as we go through this. And um, one thing about it is it's like it, it at least for the first almost 25 minutes of any given game, it feels like the underdog has a it, it has a chance. 
you know right. like it's yes. a really uncomfortable feeling when you're betting yeah. favorites because you're just like oh my god you know how long is it going to take them to score we've yet to have one right. where you know they score in the fourth minute and you're you feel good from then mm-hmm. on out mm-hmm. it feels like every time you know if you bet the underdog you're feeling great um i forget what what, what it was but we had a heavy underdog in a oh it was when dortmund was taking mm-hmm. on Bayern, and it was like oh well it's fine you know you just got to get lucky and mm-hmm. tap one in somewhere along the lines and you, you know you control the game now but it does feel like uh the second half is when all the uh when all the you know fun starts to happen and things start to open up and teams want to go score yeah that's right it's uh can get a little tense early on and it's a great live betting sport i think because during that nil nil time in the first 30 minutes i think you can really kind of figure out how each team is feeling and maybe where the value is lying because as soon as that first goal score is scored more than any other sport you know baseball one run is scored uh, football a touchdown or a field goal scored even hockey the first goal is scored still a lot of time to be played lots can happen soccer first goal is scored it really kind of changes the entire dynamic of the game, especially in a lot of these league matchups where often you're seeing an underdog playing a, a fairly heavy favorite. You know, there's the the haves and the have nots going against each other. The crazy thing, though, is you never have these opportunities like you have in hockey or not. I shouldn't say never, but rarely in hockey. You have this awesome opportunity. I love doing it when the abs are big favorites. You wait for the first goal, and if the Avs don't score the first goal, then you can get really good value mm-hmm. on playing them. It almost never happens in soccer where the heavy underdog scores first. Right. It's tough to see that. Yeah, for sure. And even then, if the underdog scores first early enough, that favorite's still going to be a, a pretty good favorite. What I found is like Barcelona was playing today or Atletico Madrid was playing today, you know, two of the the three big teams in Spain, and they were both tied 0-0 at halftime. And by that point, they were like, going into the game, they're in the minus 300, minus 400s. By that point, they kind of get to the minus 180s, minus 200s, and the value starts to get better, you know? Right, yeah, it's really interesting. It's fun, you know, kind of experiencing this in real time. And we've never claimed to be experts on the the English Premier League. So, you know, the sports that we're experts are, we'll come back next month. But for now, we're just experimenting with everyone else. Um, Okay, tomorrow we've got, is it six? One, two, three, I see five. Five Premier League games tomorrow, um, most starting at 11 a.m., and then one at 1.15 p.m. That's Liverpool and Crystal Palace. Uh, some fun stuff to look at here. And I think I have my fr- – I've never done this on this show. I think I'm going to give out my first parlay on the show. Mm. And you'll understand why. Um, we'll get to that in a second. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook and an awesome – deal they have for you right now of course download the DraftKings Sportsbook app the top rated sportsbook app in the country and use code DNVR when you sign up and for a limited time anyone who does that can get a sign up bonus up to a thousand dollars that's right DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign up bonus up to a thousand dollars when you enter the code DNVR at sign up 
You must be 21 or older. Colorado only. The bonus is comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. The deposit bonus requires a 25 times playthrough, and restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And yes, if you have a gambling problem, make sure to call 1-800-522-4700. There are people that can help. Okay, Dre. Hmm. So, you know... Like I said, it's kind of fun to bet on underdogs in this, Um, but it does feel like you're just, it's like you're praying for, I don't know, uh, just something lucky to happen. And it's like you need a penalty or something silly. And so instead, I'm thinking that there's a way to bet on favorites Mm -hmm. and get it inside our it has to be no worse than minus 200. So, you know, Manchester United minus right. 240. Liverpool minus 400. You can't get those uh, under our rules yeah. because, you know, we want it, we don't want to just stack wins off of massive favorites. Because right. no one likes betting on minus 400 anyway. So, I have devised a plan right. where I believe that we can uh, we can get a little bit of value here. So, here's my play for tomorrow's English Premier League matchups. We're going Manchester United straight up, parlayed with Liverpool straight up, and then we're going to throw in my Wolves, but we're going to have the draw no bet there. Uh, I I just like, you know, they're not as heavy as a favorite. I like having that little out just in case. And what would happen there is if if you do get a draw in that game, well, that game will just be removed from your parlay. So if you hit the other two, then you'll still get the value on that, which isn't going to be a lot, but you don't lose. Um, So I like having that. And uh, those odds right now for that three-game parlay are not great, but it's plus 111. You said it, which is kind of true. You said it before the show. It kind of feels like a lot of work for plus 111. (laughs) But – you know, it's low risk. Uh, you don't have to get in on three different games here, right? You just sprinkle a little on this parlay mm-hmm. line. You have a little mm-hmm. action on all three games. You got a reason to be glued to the TV. Yeah, and what I've been, I think another way that you can have fun with this is, you know, had you just bet these three games, you would have put a unit on all, you know, mm-hmm. a unit on the Wolves, a unit on Manchester United, a unit on Liverpool. Here. You know, maybe because the parlay is a little riskier, you just bet two units or two and a half units here. You save a little money, but then the payoff can be much greater. Exactly. It increases the fun as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you do go two units, you know, and you save a unit even if you lose. Um, right. Well, but then that would be considered. I don't know. I, I just say whatever you feel comfortable with. It's a fun way to get in on multiple things. Mm-hmm. It's actually why I really like uh, teasers, which. I've done a uh, explainer on what teasers are. So you can find that on our YouTube channel. Uh, But I'll talk about it a lot once we get into the NFL season, because I think it's a fun way when, if you're sitting at home watching red zone Mm -hmm. to be in on four or five games with a low risk, but you also feel really confident in the bets. uh, It's a fun place to be. So this is, that's kind of where I'm going with this. I like to get action on multiple games. So you have, you know, one eye, one place, one eye somewhere else. Uh, and, uh, you know, you're excited with multiple things going on. Anyways, that's my play for tomorrow. And uh, I think it's going to be fun. I like it. That's fun. I was uh, I was looking up, you know, statistically over the years, what's been more profitable? 
what are good over under strategies um, on the Premier League specifically? And uh, some longer studies have found that over the span of time, over the long term, the unders will really start to get you. Uh, the kind of the standard over under that you'll find in soccer is two and a half. And so, you know, you hammer that under two and a half too often, the, the overs will, will start to really bet you. Really? Not at maybe a significant rate, uh, but, but still enough to where that's, that's the side to hedge. The more interesting part is if you really want to bet the overs, what you'd want to do is hit overs in games where the home team is the underdog. So overs on home dogs, because... In soccer, if the the underdog is at home, you know, one of these smaller teams, they're going to be a little more confident. They're going to play a little more forward thinking uh, football. And those are kind of the games, you know, if on the road they're playing for the tie against the big team at home, they're trying to eke out a win. And so they're going to be a little more forward thinking. Now, of course, the crowd comes into play with this, which is a factor we can't take into place. And I've really... With the soccer, I've really kind of obsessed over away favorites that aren't getting enough love because they're on the road, but it doesn't really matter that they're on the road because there's no fans. Right. Um, so like Dortmund last weekend was a nice little win there as like a, a road dog that didn't really have business being a road dog. Uh, Parma for me was a big win today. I told you uh, yesterday, I thought that Parma against Genoa, there was almost like a, a typo on the line with Parma being the bigger favorite. Um, and it was all because they were on the road. And when they played at, at Parma's home on the first leg, uh, Parma beat them five to one, and yet they were still plus 250 favorites. Uh, midweek, I like to bet kind of half units, uh, you know, KBO and stuff like this. Parma I felt so good about, I ended up putting a full unit. So that was a nice win for me today. Even though I went two and two, I split the EPL and I split the Italian league. I did end up uh, doing pretty nice value-wise with that one win. And I think, you know, look for these road favorites that maybe should be getting a little more love or road underdogs that really should be favorites because there's a theme there that's been going on with European soccer. Um, and then, yeah, my notes on the over-under. So as far as over-unders, there aren't necessarily a ton of uh, home underdogs that fit this description, except for Norwich going against Everton. You can get the over two and a half at minus 118 there, which I think is intriguing and uh, Sheffield United with against Manchester United, the over two and a half actually comes in at plus 100. That's wow. the value I really like there because I think there's a good chance, uh, man, you could smoke them, especially if they get the first goal within the first 50 minutes, you know, and then Sheffield has to play a little more. I think the over two and a half seems pretty healthy there. And I know you're going in on the favorites here. There are a lot of underdogs that intrigue me uh, in the EPL here. Like, well, Newcastle, I guess, isn't really an underdog. Um, but, you know, at plus 138 at home. Plus They're money. intriguing. Norwich at plus 300 against Everton. Intriguing as well. Uh, in, their, in their first meeting this season, Norwich beat them 2-0. And uh, the meeting prior to that, all the way back to like 2016, when Norwich wasn't even in the EPL, Norwich again won two zip. 
Wow. So it has been a favorable matchup. It, it is at Norwich's house, and they're plus 300. So, Why? Just because Everton's having a better season? Yeah, and Everton's a tough team to gauge as well because you look at their last five games, it's not a great record, but they've played against Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal, Man United. You know, it's been a murderer's row. So last time they played a team that wasn't one of the top dogs you would pick to play in FIFA, they had a good showing. So Everton's a tough one to read as well. Even the minus 110, you know, we, we talked about road favorites that aren't favorite enough. Everton could kind of fit that description. So I, I almost wouldn't fault you for going on either side. But and I think this one's intriguing. You do have to wonder, too, because I assume they're out of contention for, you know, the Champions League and all of that right. stuff because of that stretch they just went through. You wonder if they, you know, just are a little worn out. Right. How much do you have to play for? You just played the Derby and were able to tie against Liverpool. Yeah, how much more do you have to give there? Um, yeah, no, it's uh, while Norwich is playing for their lives, you know, trying to trying to save themselves here and not get relegated. So yeah, uh, maybe uh, I like uh, it. I'm interested in that plus three hundred. And I mean, and maybe I would parlay Norwich plus three hundred with Man U, uh, Sheffield United over two and a half. Smooth well, plus 400. <laughs> but now you're just... I'm you getting know. too crazy. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay, fine. Um, and then, yeah, uh, back to the Italian league where we have three games there. Um, Lazio-Atalanta, I think, is going to be the best game of uh, the entire day. Uh, La Liga has three more games as well uh, with Real Madrid playing too. Um, and we mentioned all the great games in the EPL. But this is really a, a fantastic matchup over... Two of the best teams in Europe this season, two of the best surprises in Europe this season. Lazio's second in the league, nipping at Juve's heels. They've played one less game now. And Atalanta's been a top four team. They're still alive in the Champions League. Um, they've been one of the great like developmental stories in European soccer the last few years. And there's the backstory of they're playing in Bergamo, the, the epicenter of the COVID outbreak in Italy. So they're really playing for their city here. Um, and yet this is one where Atalanta has played really well. They're at home, at home with no crowd, but they haven't been the better team in Serie A this season. Lazio's clearly been the better team and you can get Lazio to win at plus 230. Well, Whoa. Atalanta's a plus 108. Now, the thing is, Atalanta has played already. Lazio hasn't. So we don't know what shape is Lazio in, while Atalanta played really good over the weekend. Um, which is why I feel like this is a tie. The tie is the most likely outcome, but you're getting that at the best odds at plus 270. Just saying. Hmm. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> That's a that's another one where you bet on it and it feels great for a while. Feels great for a while. Yep, <laughs> it sure it does. You're pretty much you know you're every game I've watched so far, the tie has been in play for you know eighty minutes or so because you know usually they're they're tied at half, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the other team scores in like the sixty fifth seventh minute, mm -hmm. and then you know you at least you still are holding on hope. Uh, right. for the last 30 minutes and like you know today like you had Tottenham banging another one in there at the end but you're still holding on hope uh, our guy Michael from Broncos Europe here he said if you guys been tempted with the over 0.5 first half goals 
Nor, more reliable non-pandemic. No, I haven't been tempted at all because it seems like no one ever scores in the first half. Especially in the EPL. The EPL, it's felt like a lot of these teams have started off slow. And I wonder how much the lack of crowds has affected that. Because that, to me, is the best part of English soccer is the fans are right on top of you. They're right there. And not having them has to be a huge impact. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, Mike also said, lads, I generally think Arsenal lose Thursday 100%. Yeah. So something to keep on the radar for tomorrow. They've got Southampton. What's crazy is that's not an upset pick. Arsenal is plus 175, where Southampton is plus 155. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. I say bang, bang home the tie there, which you're getting at plus 200. Um, 245. Hey, there you go. You know, another intriguing tie for me is Sampdoria against Roma. Last time these teams played, they tied. Uh, the last five meetings, you've had two ties. Sampdoria's won one one zero. Roma's won one one zero. The only thing is, one of those games, uh, Roma won 4-1. Roma's definitely the favorite. They're at home, but like Lazio, we haven't seen Roma play yet. Sampdoria look competitive against Inter in a 2-1 loss. You can get the tie at plus 360. I'm just saying. That's intriguing. And finally, La Liga. I really like Real Sociedad. I made money off Real Madrid beating them last week. A little shaky. The rest helped me out. You can get Sociedad, though, to beat Celta Vigo at plus 108. Uh, Sociedad's been a really good team. Celta Vigo right at the bottom of the table in Spain. So I think you're getting pretty good odds there on a, a clear favorite. I just want you to, to keep talking about Serie A. Just, I just like yeah. hearing you say the team names or like, maybe you can just like read on a, the, like the menu of a local Italian restaurant. I'm whatever segments you want from me in Italian, I'm happy to deliver. I'm more concerned that I'm pronouncing it too much like a native and people aren't picking up on what I'm saying. So if you guys need me to slow my pronunciation down or Americanize it more, I'm here to do it as long as you can get your wagers. in. I'm worried about people not realizing that you're actually Italian and just thinking you're a tryhard. <laughs> I hope not, because if you listen to the show, you know I can barely pronounce anything else. I really struggle with any other language, including English, when it comes to the name. So this is not uh, this is not a try hard stick. <laughs> I, I just imagine someone being like, "Yeah, I really like the show," but that one guy, I don't get why he tries so hard to say those Italian <laughs> league names. It's so annoying. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's like I've talked about. Um... Oh, oh, I forget what it's called. Never mind. Uh, all right. Anyways, so how many? <laughs> what example would you have? Like something Boulder related? No, like I. Oh, it's uh, fa is the correct way of pronouncing it, right? P H O. Yes. But I can't say it that way because it makes mm. me feel like a douche, for lack of a better term. So mm. I might be saying it wrong, but I just call it fo because then I don't feel like I'm trying to say something. Where people are like, oh, yeah, you know, you're like trendy Denver guy who likes to eat pho all the time. Like, it's just, it doesn't doesn't feel right when I say it. It's your faux pronunciation. Oh, there you go. I like it. I like <laughs> thank it. You, thank you. So, yeah, that's I, I I like to pronounce things the right way, but I also don't want to make it sound like I'm trying to pronounce things the right way to, to where it's like, all right, calm down. 
So hard, so hard not to come off as a try hard. I think you straddled that line very well. Thanks. I appreciate it. Well, hopefully we can uh, get my three picks for tomorrow to try hard. So, yeah, I guess I only counts as one. I guess I'm only down for one tomorrow. One, and yet you need three W's. Oof. Yeah. Well, you've uh, you've set yourself up. I guess here should we distinct? I'm I'm as my official picks. I will be taking okay Manchester United, Sheffield United over two and a half plus okay. one hundred. Remember, kids, Lazio Atalanta to tie plus two seventy, Real Sociedad to win straight up Celta Vigo plus one oh eight. Those you, are my three. You said something about uh, Lazio. You said they're the better team, but we haven't seen how they've reacted post-COVID yet or post-shutdown. Right. People get really upset right. if you say post-COVID. Um, okay. So right. it's not yes. over. I, I'm fully aware of that. Of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, uh, so I actually know nothing about these sides except what you said, but I want in on, on Lazio straight up. You said plus 230? Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's that I like that. That's what I want. They're at home too. Yeah, exactly. Plus, yeah, two. Yeah, this seems like a no-brainer to me. Yeah. So okay, beautiful. That's what I'm taking now. Now, I'm, now I've got two picks. Nice. There you go. All right. I like it. All right. I think that's gonna wrap it up for us. Wow, that you know the show goes by fast when you uh, when you have fun stuff to talk about. So, all right, that wraps it up for us today on dnvr bets daily appreciate you guys for tuning in appreciate everyone's interaction and appreciate the sides that we chose all covering those spreads tomorrow we'll talk to you tomorrow oh yeah